Welcome to Episode 6 of the Creative Wellbeing Podcast, a series of real and raw conversations supporting the connection with your unique creative voice to inspire a beautiful and fulfilling life. I'm Jess Fitzgibbon, and today I'm sharing some personal stories and reflections on how collaborating with others has been vital for me to create this incredible, authentic life that I'm enjoying every day. I talk about how my obsession to be self-sufficient and independent was a breeding ground for self-judgment and overwhelm, and how I've experienced freedom and so many opportunities since opening to receive from others. I hope you enjoy the episode. And if after listening, you're feeling inspired to share or explore an idea of your own, I'd love to have a chat. You can book this in via the mentoring page on my website, jessicafitzgibbon.com. So today I'm recording my very first solo podcast episode and I am a little worried. <laughs> it's, it's much easier, I have to say it's much easier to get someone on to share that space with. Um, having a conversation, it's got its own life, it naturally flows as a rhythm um, all the spotlight, all the light, all the attention isn't on you and you're not having to hold all of the space, which I'm now attempting this morning. So it's going to be a real experiment. I've journaled this morning. I've thought about, you know, how am I going to structure this? And I've decided I'm not, (laughs) I'm not going to structure it. I'm going to totally improvise. And it's going to be like, you know, sending you a WhatsApp voice note. It's just going to be random. Things are going to come up. I'm probably going to get confused and lose my place and go off in a million tangents. Um, And that's just the way it's going to be. So it'll be interesting. I (laughs) There's a real part of me that wants to, um, you know, edit, self-edit. And I always challenge you know, my, um, the guests I have on who have been beautiful friends and people I've worked with, I always say to them before we record that, um, I don't edit my episodes, so no pressure, (laughs) but let's just roll with it and let's try not to be perfectionists and pull ourselves up on words we made up or the little things we repeat constantly like I say like all the time or you know or there's all these little inflections we use um and I have to challenge myself and hold myself to the same standards today so full disclosure I've already stopped and started this three times and now this is it I'm going with it (laughs) um so a good place to start maybe I don't really know where to start. This is the thing. This is going to be kind of an insight into how my mind works <laughs> because I, I think quite um, quite macro. I have these like big abstract ideas and when I create these 
podcast episodes and do my writing pieces and write my songs. My biggest challenge is bringing bringing these big ideas down into something that's simple and something that um, kind of is relatable to me especially. I learn through everything I do. When I write a reflection piece or I record an episode, I'm always talking about the things that I'm living in this moment in time, like the things that are challenging me right now. And these little things I'm creating are just a beautiful way for me to document my journey. And God, I need them more than anyone (laughs) to listen to and sort of ground myself when things get a bit, um, you know, mixed up in my head or when I, when I have self doubt or I'm feeling, um, yeah, insecure, I guess, about things. Um, so the big thing that I've really learned the last couple of years has been working with people and for a very long time I tried to be really independent and self-sufficient. I don't know if I even tried, I just was, maybe that's just part of who I am. But I also think um, it's not something that um, I want to be cultivating anymore. So I think at school and through my education and from a very young child, there was this sense of um, to be successful in the world or to to be safe, you really need to be self-sufficient and you need to know how to look after yourself. And I think that is true, but I also think we really lose out (laughs) in many, many ways by trying to do everything for ourselves. And what I've been experimenting with and learning, especially over the last couple of years, is how to balance the mix that takes place of knowing how to look after oneself and how to really support myself and when to um, ask for help. And it's really interesting. When I left university, I really thrived in my education. Like there were years where I didn't. And those years were because I wasn't doing what I loved and I needed to sort of experience that dissatisfaction and I just felt lethargic I'd feel bored and I'd get really over it and then that prompted me to change in year 10 I remember really not enjoying school as much and just feeling really kind of I don't know like I was Like I needed to expand and I wanted to be inspired and I needed to see more of the world and the environment I was in wasn't able to give me that or so I thought. So that's when I decided, um, I think I was 15, that I wanted to change schools and I 
went and had a look at a couple of schools and that's where I landed up at music school. And it was there that I flourished more than I ever had in my life because I was in a community of people that were actually all very different. (laughs) And that was the thing I loved the most about it. Because often we feel, oh, we want to find people that are similar to us and we want to find people that we're compatible with because we've got things in common. And yes, we all had a common interest of music and that was a thread that sort of um, tied us all together. But we were all extremely different people. We were all from different parts of Sydney, from different backgrounds, different everything, like It was really fascinating and it was so invigorating for me because it was just an environment to learn in. And I also, um, there was a different model of education at this school. We were treated like university students and we called our teachers by their first names. And I think as a child, I'd always wanted to be an adult sooner. I'd always kind of dreamt of being you know, 18 and having this sort of independence. And I got given that quite young at this school. Um, And then I went on to university at the same school and I did really well through all of it. Um, But I, when I left, something interesting happened (laughs) when I went out into the, into the real world. Um, And I, you know, had to support myself 100% 100% for the first time and pay rent and do all the do all the responsible adult things. Um, my motivation and my confidence towards my music and my writing really dropped and I became extremely insular. So I went from being a person who had no problem performing in front of thousands of people, which I'd done, um, you know, constantly sharing my my voice, my songs. Well, they weren't original songs. It was more I was doing um, covers back then. But I always had my own interpretation of those, sharing my, my writing, sharing myself. And I kind of didn't have a place to do that anymore. I had to create that for myself and I didn't know how to. We, we weren't really taught that. <laughs> We weren't taught um, how to creatively support ourselves once we left that kind of education cocoon. So it's only kind of recently since I've really started working with quote-unquote teachers again, which are mentors and coaches and people that are maybe like not necessarily older but just a little bit further ahead down the path I want to be on than I am and just have that little bit um a little bit more confidence than I do <laughs> and who can mirror back the best in me um <clears throat> it's only now that I have that again that I can see and I only sort of realized this today um that the reason I had almost 10 years almost a decade of this really insular, slow, um, a lot of guilt because I wasn't doing the creative work I wanted to be doing. It sort of 
the dream I'd always had slipped away and became um, Elizabeth Gilbert says this really well. I'm not going to quote her exactly, but the concept is, you know, if you don't do what you love, it actually becomes your pain. And that's exactly what happened to me because I wasn't doing my music. It's like the gift that you have will turn into almost the sword <laughs> that that kind of stabs you if you don't use it. And that very much happened to me. I was I was really I felt really out of my depth and I didn't know what I was doing and I was trying to write original music but just had never really learned how to do that. I didn't have any support around me with people doing the same thing. Um I really isolated myself. I didn't really want to talk about it. And when I did, I felt like I was ruminating and got very impatient with myself. And I sort of just looked at myself in this very critical way and said, you're not a singer anymore. Like you don't sing. How can you call yourself a singer? Um, Like you're not performing. Like you can't call yourself a musician anymore. And when I would speak to friends about my music, I just became more and more like in this guilt, shame spiral of how can you even like this dream is dead, essentially, <laughs> like like you, you're not doing it. You don't know how to do it. You don't have the the sort of perseverance to really um, or the strength, I guess, to really stick with it. And there was a lot of self-judgment. And it wasn't until, like, and over the years, like, I was still working. Like, I was still beside, like, despite that terrible, critical, judgmental voice in my head that just, like, tore myself to shreds all the time. Like, I'd sit down to do my music. I'd do it for about an hour. I'd listen back to it and be like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) Um, Or sometimes... I'd write a song and I'd love it and I'd share it with a few people and then that'd sort of be it and I just wouldn't know what to do next and I had people saying, gosh, Jess, you really need to be singing again and you need to be sharing this with the world and I'd have a lot of encouragement from you know the few people that I showed my, my work to, maybe like two or three people, but them saying that even felt like too big it was like too much pressure I was like how the hell like am I going to do that can't this just be enough like why does it have to be this big bold go out and you know show the world and become I don't know super successful whatever that means to to you um why do I have to do that you know why can't I was just very ambivalent and torn about the whole thing and I just felt very unsure of myself I was I guess quite insecure around the whole thing and what I realized um today (laughs) when I was doing some journaling this morning the self-sufficiency and the trying to do it all by myself that was the problem and what I lost when I left that education environment were my support system essentially were teachers peers um people that were there to hear me hear me and see me and encourage me and I was trying to also do everything by myself I'd had this idea that you know 
it felt very difficult for me to collaborate because I didn't want to rely on other people. I think I was scared of, I tried to work with a few friends on some songs like with production and things and it just hadn't gone to plan. But to be honest, looking back, I really never gave it a good chance. I'd, I'd spent a bit of time with them and, uh, you know, you just sort of shut it down. Very, I'd shut it down very quickly or I'd maybe one person didn't work but then I didn't have the, the sort of um, courage or confidence to then realise, well, it's not me, it's just the situation. There'll be another opportunity and I've just got to keep at it. So I guess what I've learned recently is the importance of um, community and opening up, talking about our ideas. Um, I don't like the word dreams because it always sounds like it's never going to happen. <laughs> when people say, oh, it's just a dream, it's like, mm. I guess like dreams are goal- become goals and goals become plans and plans become actions. It's more about ideas visit us. There are so many ideas out there and they visit us and they, you know, we get curious about something like an opportunity comes up and this idea is like tempting us down this path and it's whether we decide to, to take that step down that path or not. But what I've learned is that having um, a support group around me of people that are either friends or peers or people I pay to work with me, um, mentors that I pay to work with, that has been the key element across my entire life, actually, that has kept me going. And I'd be um, lying if I said that my confidence is all kind of within me. I think culture puts a lot of emphasis on and a lot of like almost prestige on doing it alone like oh she did it all alone or you know they did it all by themselves and achieving things as like these solo acts and I'm not talking just about art like anything doing your work by yourself or you know writing a book by yourself or I don't know all the different things you can do (laughs) um there's this real kind of oh, well, this individualism that we put on a pedestal. And when you actually look closely at these situations, it's never just one person that's, you know, that's put this thing out there, whatever it may be. Um, Even just the simple act of cooking a meal, like, you're drawing on a recipe that someone else has written or if you're not looking at a recipe, you've got ideas in your head that other people have taught you. Um, it's just such an amazing thing that everything we do is influenced by other people. Um, yet we often isolate ourselves and try to do things by ourselves. And I think there's a very good reason why we do that. I was having a sip of my tea. I know I did that for a long time. I kind of didn't want to ask for help because I was scared um, of rejection. 
I was scared of someone like criticizing me and then that like putting me off my idea. I was scared of, um, I didn't really know, I had no idea what boundaries were or how to like communicate what I wanted or what I needed. I was always trying to like make sure the other person was okay and happy. And they like the reflection of how they were feeling sort of was how I felt. (laughs) Um, And it's taken me like a long time to sort of, there's that balance of knowing who I am and what I want to say and what I can bring to the table and I'm me (laughs) and then you're you over there and I want to work with you and I want to allow you to bring yourself to the table and I want to hear about all your ideas and I want to um you know collaborate with you but I don't want us to lose ourselves in each other I don't want any of us to to give up part of ourselves so that the other person can thrive I think this goes for every relationship (laughs) whether it's a personal relationship, a professional relationship. It's the sense of, I think I was always told, relationships are about compromise. And I don't really like that word because I get it and I I get compromise is better than um, people not working together. But I think there's one level above compromise and I, I believe there are situations where both people can walk away really happy <laughs> and both won't even walk away. They can stay together. They can be collaborating together and they're both really happy and they're, they're both fully standing strong within who they are as a person, being able to offer to the world and to this collaboration what they have to give and they don't have to change for someone else or to, to work with someone else. Um and I think what that comes down to is acceptance, like accepting ourselves for who we are and accepting other people for who they are and realizing that sometimes we're brought people to work with because they do challenge us and because they're the way they see the world and their perspectives are totally different to what ours are. And there's something really beautiful for us to learn in that. Um. Working with people over the years, the biggest gift I I get from them is for them to, um, they mirror back to me the best in me. And I think that's something I'll always need. And that's part of accepting who I am. I think some people, I don't know, I'm sure a lot of people feel the same way I do, but I'm sure there are some people out there who... They don't need that um, as much. But I know for me, I I shared this in another podcast episode with my friend Lloyd. What I get when people um, work with me or read something that I've written or listen to a song or have a conversation with me, they, they I sort of learn about who I am through being in relationship with them. And just because they say I'm something doesn't mean that's true. I might be like, well, actually, no, I don't feel that way. 
but it's almost like I see myself reflected back through them. And I think that's what um, sharing does. And I think a lot of people have said to me, well, not a lot of people, but a few people have said to me, um, you know, you've really built a team of people around you. And it's like, yeah, because it takes a team of people. <laughs> like, I think there's a real misconception out there that like people are doing these, I don't know, living these lives um, and they're doing everything by themselves. It's like we see this sort of, um, you know, you hear about people's stories and what they're doing and you see on their Instagram or when they're telling you something, we have this assumption that like they're doing it all and they often, people often want to pretend they are. But there's a real courage that comes from asking for help and handing over something that's really important to you, trusting someone else to take care of that for you. And what I'm learning is that is so much more fun. It's so much more fun to <laughs> to not have to do it all and to not have to um, create everything by yourself. And the big thing is finding the people and they often turn up very naturally once you know it is what you need help with um sharing that with someone and being able to bounce ideas off someone and I'm so so happy to now be able to um I've always done that with my friends but I'm now doing that in a professional uh, in my professional life as well being able to there's nothing more exciting to me than someone coming to me with their idea, with a new idea or with something that um, is exciting them and to hear them talk about this idea. And it's so important that we share these ideas and that we, we share them by voicing them to someone or we write them down and that we allow ourselves to be curious to follow them. I've had some crazy ideas and I've had a lot of good ideas over the years that I've just said, nah, too hard, can't afford it, don't have the time, I don't know, don't have what I need to do that. There's always been this like, oh, I'm not ready, I'm not ready for that, I can't do that. And I love when people talk about their ideas because that takes a lot of courage to have gotten past that first gatekeeper in your mind, <laughs> to be like starting to explore the idea um, and to, to see where it might want to take us. And God, I have so many ideas. I don't believe that my ideas belong to me either. I feel like ideas are these, I don't know, there's a few theories on this. This is a bit like abstract, but ideas are sort of their own living beings they have their own kind of consciousness they're their own there are no like like i don't know we've got insects and animals and humans ideas are another being and i think when people like i know i get overwhelmed quite a lot because i always have so many friggin things i'm trying to do at once <laughs> and it's because i've got so many ideas that 
I'm just curious to explore. And that's a good problem to have. But I think what I love working with people on is um, taking that idea and and like starting to explore it. And I, I had like oh, so many business ideas before I kind of took the step away from my last career and have landed where I am today. And all of those ideas needed to be um, experienced in some way or another. They may not have ever manifest fully into their vision. So, for example, one idea was to have um, like a, a deli bar, like, I don't know, just like I used to work in a sandwich deli, like sandwich shop slash deli. And I had all these beautiful French cheeses. I learned about cheese. I learned about beautiful, like this is when I was in high school. I learned about food basically working there. And I've always had this dream to do a deli, but have like, I don't know, just make it super awesome and have live music and just the most delicious food ever. And I needed to explore that idea and flesh it out and do a business plan to then realize, actually, this is something that it's like almost like a fantasy. I love, I love delis. I love sandwich shops. I really like going to them. But you know what? I don't think I want to run one. I don't think I want to be there every day doing that. I think I actually enjoy experiencing those things, but not like as a as a guest, as a patron. But do I want to be behind the scenes doing that for years and years? No. And I also realized like I've been for so long trying to find ways to create income that support my music and writing, which are the things that I love the most. Um, I haven't wanted to put financial pressure on on those things um, at this point in time. I, I, money will eventually um, well, money already is flowing to support me to do these things, but I've also been entertaining other ideas on how I create um, or receive money. Um, And like the deli was almost like taking me further away from my bigger vision or not even vision, just my, the thing I want to do every day. I want to be spending time on music and writing every day. I want to be spending more and more time on that. That was taking me a step further away from that, not a step closer towards. And that's what I've really loved um, about working with people is it kind of gets it going. It gets the ideas moving and you have that kind of person encouraging you to to just try and to experiment and to give it a go. And I love that doing that too now for other people and um, it's a beautiful thing to be able to to just play around, <laughs> to just play around with some things. And you learn so much about yourself um, and what you what you do want. And it, and it ends up leading you to a path that is, I don't know, a better path to be on right now. So, yeah, I guess working with other people has been the main reason why I'm living the life I want to be living today and will continue to be um I think I thought I had to figure it all out by myself and that 
And the other good thing too is like reading books and there's so many YouTube, I don't watch YouTube much, I know a lot of people do, but there's so many ways to get information and to learn from others. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, a living person. You might be learning from an author that died 100 years ago. Um, But I think bringing other people into the mix and sharing sharing yourself with those people that's where the support then turns up and yeah it's just been such a beautiful thing such a joy to be able to um to know that I have everything I need within myself but that also if I'm feeling like I need some support or I need to voice something to someone or that, um, you know, I'm a bit stuck on something that I can reach out and, and be met by, by people in my life who, um, can really guide me back to me, (laughs) who can guide me back to me and reflect back to me, um, that I've got this. And that's the beautiful thing about our, um, our most treasured relationships, the people who really see the best in us and are constantly reminding us and encouraging us um, and showing us again and again like the best in us. So, yeah, I'm going to leave it at that today. Um, I'll probably listen back to this and want to redo it, but I'm not going to. I'm sure it's been pretty rambly, but I hope... (laughs) I hope there was maybe one word or one phrase that might get you thinking about something or inspire you in some way um, to explore an idea further or, yeah. Also, if you want to have a chat to me about um, working together, you can just pop on my website, jessicafitzgibbon.com, and you can just book in a little chat with me. And we can, we can talk. Um, yeah, I just think life, life is all about exploring and having new adventures and trying new things. And I, I feel these ideas and these little curiosities come to us for a reason. And that um, to put our excuses aside that I don't have enough time, I don't have enough money, don't have enough energy and just make some space to be able to um, to live a little and to, to try out some new things rather than sticking with the script all the time. But yeah, thanks for listening. <laughs>